here's a sobering thought for you today. Willie Brown's sidekick is one heartbeat away from being in the Oval Office. President Biden just turned 80. Uh, looks like he's gearing up for re-election, but a majority of Americans, according a majority of Democrats, according to our new poll, say they don't want President Biden to run again. What do you say to them? I mean, George, I, I think that age is more than a chronological fact, to be very frank with you. It's about um, thinking about uh, whether we have in our leader, which we do in Joe Biden, somebody who is bold. I mean, think about it. Okay, let's break down these words of wisdom from VP Harris. Age is more than just a chronological fact to be frank with you. Oh, that's being frank, letting someone know that age is more than a chronological fact. And she says that our leader, Joe Biden, is somebody who is bold. I mean, I think, think about it. Wow. Well, age is more than just a chronological fact. Is that why, as I pointed out in our previous episode, your husband is smooching with Jill Biden? Ugh. The thought. The thought is cringeworthy of her being in the Oval Office because we cringe every time she walks out of Willie Brown's bedroom, which has been every time she's been in the public eye from a senator to her her, her current uh, position. But folks, even the New York Times is worried about Kamala Harris in 2024. Uh Here is what the Daily Caller is saying about the New York Times piece about Kamala Harris. Some Democratic Party officials have lost faith in Vice President Kamala Harris and believe she is in a lose-lose situation for the 2024 presidential election. Harris critics claim that whether Joe Biden decides to run again in 2024 or not, it's a risk for for a Democratic presidency. If Biden runs, opponents believe her name on the ballot could cost them the election. And if he doesn't run, they don't believe she is strong enough, she's not a strong enough candidate to win on her own. This is what the New York Times is saying from anonymous Democrats from the White House, Capitol Hill, and across the country. That will be, in my opinion, one of the most hard-hitting arguments against Biden, John Morgan, a Democratic Party donor, told the New York Times. Now that Biden has insinuated that he intends to run again, the New York Times reported many Democrats worry that Harris's name on the ticket as his running mate will deter voters. Their worries came after a poll showed Harris's rating at 39%. I can't think of one thing she's done except stay out of the way and stand beside him at certain ceremonies. Yeah, she was a terrible choice. She was a terrible choice. Okay, folks. Big hug to all of y'all. Welcome. Let's talk about bold Biden. And then we're going to get into what the deep state is up to. We're going to talk about how even on Capitol Hill, they're getting away uh, getting away with their usual stuff and how the Biden bully hit team has taken out or is on their way to taking out one of our own. Okay. Joe Biden sat down yesterday with one of uh, his first one-on-one interview in months. I covered part of it yesterday. But we have Kamala Harris saying that he's bold. Yet we've got... Biden saying the quiet part out loud that he indeed is a puppet of China. 
I want to ask you about foreign policy. There's a few things to ask you about this sure. Chinese surveillance balloon that went across the country. Uh, you uh, ordered the, our military to fighter jets to shoot it down off the coast of South Carolina. But Republicans are saying you look weak. Mike Gallagher, the congressman, said uh, he's an impressive guy, isn't he? Inexplicable that you did. Kamala Harris saying he's bold, and then PBS questioning Joe Biden on his weakness given the spy balloon fiasco. And then what does Biden do with this nasty little smirk? He sarcastically denigrates Mike Gallagher. What a class act you are, Joe. What a class act. Didn't shoot it down earlier. Marco Rubio said it was dereliction of duty not to immediately tell the public about this. Look, um, I told, it's now public, I told the military I wanted to shoot it down when it was safe to do it. They said it was unsafe to do it over land. This is known. This was announced to, the, to us last week. It is known, Joey, the, the, or this lie or this spin that you're saying is not new and it's known. You guys let us know that already. Oh my gosh. Leader of the free world, folks. They said they could learn a lot in the meantime by watching it go across the country. As soon as they had a chance to shoot it down over water, they did in the recovery and major pieces of it to determine if we can learn anything from what they, get, what they garnered and what kind of equipment they had. Let's just observe them observing us. Yeah. We can learn a lot from letting a thief break into our window and ravage our wife and kids before we shoot them. After the fact. We can learn a lot about their methods of ravishing. To me, that's essentially the same philosophy. Um, you know, there were several of these balloons that during the, the last administration didn't even know they were there. They didn't even do anything about them. So... Uh, Okay, the same old lie, that there were balloons during the Trump administration. But then what he says doesn't make any sense. There's balloons, there was balloons during the Trump administration. They didn't know about them and they did nothing about them. Joe, how the hell are they supposed to do something about the balloons if they didn't know anything about them? Get your damn story straight. If you're going to come with a spin, at least make sure everything matches up. Um, look, I just think that uh, um, the idea that there was a dereliction of duty, is, I think, is, uh, is a, bizarre, a bizarre notion. China knows exactly that what the deal is with us. China knows exactly what the deal is with us. That seems like a small, subtle, but obvious admittance that there's a secret deal with China that we're not going to do anything and nothing's going to happen because China is cool with Joe and Joe letting China do what they want to do. Now, people say, well, you're taking it out of context. Well, let me play you just a few moments later in this same interview. Joe Biden downplaying any kind of threat from China. Because, of course, he is a Chinese puppet and he's doing and saying what he's told, which is stand down and let us continue to spy and rip us off. You'll continue to get money through Ukraine 
and we'll be silent on all the stuff between you, Hunter, and us. That's essentially part of the grab on the gonads that China has on their puppet, China Joe. Have relations now between the U.S. and China taken a big hit, frankly? No. Look, I made it real clear to Xi Jinping that uh, we're going to compete fully with China, but we're not going to look. We're not looking for conflict, and uh, and that's been the case so far. Joe Biden, come on, man. China, nothing wrong with our relationship. We got this understanding. They can do what uh, they want to do. We'll stand down. And therefore, there'll be no conflict. Now, of course, I'm not a warmonger. I'm not calling for a conflict uh, with China. But that doesn't mean that you let them walk all over us. I think it's obviously we shot down the balloon and we're not at war with China. We could have done that a lot earlier if we had a president that wasn't beholden to them. Okay. There was a hearing yesterday in D.C. Oh, by the way, folks, uh, today, Thursday, the House members are finally going to get that briefing about the spy balloon. Congressional staffers have confirmed to Epic Times that congressional representatives will be briefed this morning, February 9th, regarding the Chinese spy balloon that flew over the United States last week. The meeting comes after two days of debate between Republicans and Democrats about how the Biden administration addressed the craft and the threat from communist China. I'll obviously have more information uh, on that once that's released in a later episode. Uh, But yesterday, the House Oversight Committee conducted a full committee hearing to discuss the Hunter Biden laptop report and the involvement in the alphabet agencies and the deep state government to suppress this information and other information to the public. It was called Protecting Speech from Government Interference and Social Bias, Part 1, Twitter's Role in Suppressing the Biden Laptop Story. Now, during the, this hearing, Representative Gary Palmer of Alabama was in the middle of his sentence when this occurred. In 2018, the Iranian Ayatollah Khomeini. For those listening, the power went out and it was completely dark in the chamber for a few moments during this hearing. Now, did Twitter do that? It sounds like the Green New Deal to me. Sounds like the Green New Deal to me, uh, failure of energy. Kind of funny. Now, what's, uh, they had a brief uh, recess following the incident and they got everything back in order. Uh, but what's not funny is what's being reported. And that is five, uh, f- after five hours of questioning by the House Committee on Oversight and Accountability, it failed to establish a, c- a clear political motivation for former Twitter executives to temporarily block sharing a negative news story about Joe Biden or any testimony establishing collusion between Twitter and the FBI. Committee Chairman Representative James Comer, and by the way, this is the Epoch Times, nevertheless said that the February 8th hearing was important in that it concerned Twitter, which he said received millions of dollars from the FBI and that it corrected misconceptions about Hunter Biden's laptop, which he said had been falsely labeled Russian disinformation. So, Once again, folks, let's be very clear what the purpose of these hearings are. 
The purpose of these hearings are to bring awareness to the public, to expose what's going on, but they don't have any prosecutorial power in these oversight things. They control the purse strings and there's other things they can do, but no one's going to go to jail. I've seen some comments going, oh, it's a horse and pony show. Jim Jordan, no one's in jail yet. Jim Jordan's not doing anything. McCarthy's not doing anything. Now, I'm not a fan of McCarthy, but I am a fan of Jim Jordan. He does all he can do, but he's not the attorney general. The one we have right now is a corrupt puppet and part of the Biden regime. So even though they're not, it's going to be hard for them to establish a clear trail of collusion, but there's so many data evidences there that we can take it as a fact that there was collusion to block and hide the Hunter Biden story from the American public. And we, the taxpayers, got to pay for that privilege. By the way, there's a breaking news story here. Pennsylvania Democrat Senator John Fetterman, who is a stroke survivor, has been rushed to a D.C. hospital. He wasn't feeling well toward the end of a Senate Democratic retreat. Yesterday, he was... um, He was rushed to the hospital over there. Of course, this very ill, stroke-ridden, Antifa-dressed man beat out for the senatorial seat of Pennsylvania, a world-renowned doctor. Yeah, that sounds legit. Okay, folks, uh, they're out. They are out. The Biden goon squad, character assassinators, and cover-uppers. And now they have their sights on one of our own who is on his way out. The New York Magazine reported that James O'Keefe III, I like James because we have the same name. If you're not aware, I am James, a.k.a. BCP. And I also am a Trey. James O'Keefe III was placed on paid leave from Project Veritas and will be taking a few weeks of well-deserved personal time off. Now, folks, this is uh, this is what's going on. First of all, James O'Keefe is the founder of Project Veritas, but he went after the Bidens, and now the cover-up Biden machine is out to crush him. Here's the New York Magazine report. James O'Keefe, the founder and chairman of Project Veritas, has taken a paid leave from the conservative nonprofit media organizations as its board considers whether to remove him from his leadership position, according to current and former employees of the organization. An internal message sent to Project Veritas employees by the organization's executive director, Daniel Strack, said that O'Keefe will be taking a few weeks off for well-deserved PTO. Now, there was an image shared by a source familiar with the organization's internal operations and the authenticity has been confirmed. Through a Project Veritas spokesman, Strack later released a statement on behalf of the organization. Like all newsrooms at this stage, the Project Veritas board of directors and management are constantly evaluating what the best path forward is for the organization. There are 65 plus employees at Project Veritas dedicated to continuing the mission to expose corruption, dishonesty, waste fraud, and other misconduct in public and private institutions. To our supporters, we hear you, we care about you, we will never give up. But 
And that's the end of what they said there. But they will throw their founder and their head guy and their leader and the face of the organization under the bus for going after Joe Biden and his family. What is this all about? This is all about the... And by the way, it's the same thing with the, with the Republican Party, right? Throw President Trump under the bus uh, a couple years ago at the end of 2020. He's a threat to the establishment. They want to continue to expose corruption, dishonesty, waste, fraud, and misconduct in both public and private institutions. Unless, of course, it has to do with the Bidens and having to go against the DOJ and the muscle and the machine that is the corrupt institution of the Biden administration. O'Keefe is the organization's guiding ideological force and on-screen face, but his status as its day-to-day manager has become uncertain amid reports of internal turmoil. And check this out. Lawsuits from former employees, leaks about its internal workings, and here's the big one, and a federal investigation into its conduct in purchasing a diary stolen from Ashley Biden, the president's daughter. Not New York Mag. That is the key right there, folks. This is how the Biden thugs are going after one of our own heroes, one of our own journalists, because the diary wasn't stolen. It was abandoned, and she left it there. It was claimed, and it was sold. There was nothing illegal about it, but Project Veritas is getting crushed by the DOJ with their legal expenses and everything having to do with this. And if they want to survive as an organization, they're probably going to want to cut James O'Keefe short. Now, obviously, this board wants to take a Fox News way of doing things where they they have this faux, this faux persona of supporting the truth that Republicans, conservatives, libertarians, and right of center people want to see and know about, but really just be another organization that is a, a shadow of its former self and not doing the hard hitting pieces that James O'Keefe is known for. Remember the whole acorn thing getting on? I mean, that was just absolute classic. Man, I'm telling you, the, the guerrilla journalism back in the days of Andrew Breitbart and think about it. We had Andrew Breitbart, we had James O'Keefe, and they were giving the Obama administration hell in exposing all kinds of things. And now everyone wants, we the people, we conservative pundits and reporters, analysts and journalists, to just be quiet and not really expose the big items like Joe Biden and his family and their perversions and their diaries, you know, where we learn things like, oh, you know, uh, I took showers with Papa. Highly inappropriate, and that's what led to my being uh, a sex addict. That's not me. That's in Ashley's diary. They go on to say, Strack's internal message to the employees made reference to what he called a distracting time instead of a board meeting has been held to discuss the health of the organization. While we have not come up with final solutions yet, we have made a few immediate decisions. The message also said that two top Project Veritas executives, 
including the nonprofit's chief financial officer, have been reinstated after the pair had recently been fired by O'Keefe. So they're undermining him. So tomorrow, they're scheduled to have a meeting and his potential, O'Keefe's potential removal is to be discussed. So we'll see what happens tomorrow or this coming week, but yet another casualty of the Biden machine. Doesn't help any that Project Veritas also did recent exposés on Big Pharma. Okay, folks, but they're, they're not the only one that's being crushed. NBC News is reporting Hunter Biden's legal team have sent letters to Rudy Giuliani, Roger Sto- Stone, Steve Bannon, and 11 other people yesterday, asking them to preserve potential evidence for future lawsuits related to the alleged theft of personal data that may include information from his laptop. You see what's going on here, folks? They are going after the people for exposing. The crime is not the crime of the Biden family. The crime is exposing the crimes of the Biden family. And once again, Rudy Giuliani, they're going after him. Roger Stone like hardly has anything to do. They've crushed the guy financially. and They've t- totally buried him. Steve Bannon, luckily, has more money. He's uh, successful with the war room. He's a former investment banker. But man, they're going after him. Steve Bannon is part of the old guard of Breitbart. Uh, spiritually, Breitbart was in good hands with Steve Bannon. Breitbart is a shadow of its former self, as Project Veritas will become a project of its former self. And Fox News is nowhere near its former self. That is why folks are coming to alternative conservative news outlets and analysts like Yours truly, your host here. If you didn't know, again, my name is James, Black Sort of Patriot. But they've got to silence us. For those who have been around a long time, you see the numbers. You see the numbers. We have absolutely no reach. That's how things are working right now. Uh, by the way, welcome to Open Source News. You see how this works, folks? You see how this works? The move is the latest in a new legal strategy by lawyers for President Joe Biden's son who plan to pursue a wide range of litigation against allies of Donald Trump and others involved in obtaining and disseminating data that they say is or may be the private property of their client. Besides Bannon, Stone, and Giuliani, those who were sent near-identical litigation hold letters include John Paul Mac Isaac, the computer repairman, who dummy Hunter left it didn't pick it up and didn't respond to request to pick up this information. Lawyer Robert Costello, who has represented both Bannon and Giuliani, ex-Trump aide Garrett Zeigler, and former Biden business partner Tony Bobolinsky. See anyone who exposes the crimes of Hunter and the Biden crime mafia family and the Don, the 10% big guy Joe Biden, get crushed legally. And it's all about Trump and us as well. The Manhattan District Attorney has revived its criminal investigation into Trump's hush payments to Stephanie Clifford, a.k.a. Stormy Daniels. That's the latest. New York Daily, the New York Daily News has reported, former Trump fixer Michael Cohen met with Manhattan prosecutors investigating his old boss for the 15th time Wednesday as their probe into the ex-president continues. 
Their knowledge of this case is extraordinary, Cohen said after leaving the Lower Manhattan meeting. They're extremely well prepared. And it continues and continues and continues. Now I want to end with this last Trump news story. The, of course, there will be no repercussions, but the National Review reported that Mark Pomeratz, a former senior prosecutor on the Manhattan DA's team investigating Trump, remember he's the one who resigned when District Attorney Alvin Bragg ended the investigation, which is now started up again. Well, he has this new book out there. And this is what President Trump had to say. Uh, that Palm, uh, That he's opening himself up to legal jeopardy because this book and what he's saying is talking about grand jury information that is not to be made public. When District Attorney Alvin Bragg pulled the plug on the wasteful and meandering investigation, once he has uh, since revived, Pomerantz resigned in protest, then took his resignation letter public in March 2022, using his position as an investigator of non-public matters to publicly accuse Trump of committing unspecified crimes. He then went on to write a book on the topic. In the book, he claims the investigation developed evidence convincing us that Donald Trump had committed serious crimes. Of course, Pomerantz went on the circuit to promote his book, including on 60 Minutes. Now, this is what uh, President Trump has said. He called it a hit job. He said the interview didn't mention that the financial statements have a powerful and complete disclaimer clause that the properties and assets are generally worth far more today than they were in the financial statement and that the most valuable asset is not even listed on the statement. President Trump pointed out Pomerantz's ties to Hillary Clinton. But here is the thing. Because Pomerantz according to David Laban, president and CEO of the Association of Prosecuting Attorneys, talked about in his book and publicly what was going on there in the grand jury of where he saw things against President Trump that he says are evidences of serious crimes. Quote, the most likely implication for any lawyer disclosing publicly any material survived from a grand jury proceeding without a written court order, including witness testimony, is a formal felony criminal charge for violating grand jury secrecy. But of course, because he's going against Trump, you can bet your bottom dollar there will be no consequences. Okay, folks, not only is the Biden th- or the Biden thugs going after folks because of what they're doing, we also now know they are terrorists. This is something that I have outlined for you in the past, and I'm going to give you a lot more detail with the breaking story and the evidence supporting what we, what we reported, I reported on here several months ago. We'll get to that in an upcoming episode. Until then, ciao, goodbye, God bless. Please don't forget to like, put your opinion down below, and check out one of our previous videos you may have missed. And if you're one of the now 9%, of non-subscribers, please hit the subscribe button. It does help us. And don't forget that we have a sister channel here on YouTube called the BCP Report. Everything I'm mentioning, the links are down below. Juniorette dropped another report this morning for you folks about 6 a.m. Check it out. And of course, we have our other show called BCP Unfiltered 
on the BCP podcast. You can watch that on video and get links to that by joining our community for free over at therealbcp.com. Also, find me on Spotify. The channel or the artist is Black Conservative Patriot. The show is called BCP Unfiltered. There is going to be a name change to all of that coming soon. Same content, but just to kind of streamline it. I'll be announcing it soon. Ciao, goodbye, God bless, and we appreciate your support and your fellow love for America like I have, my family has, and that is why we are not comrades. We are co-patriots in this struggle. Ciao, goodbye, God bless.